All right, welcome back to another Money Not Math conversation today. I'm with Laura Stangram um, with Social Butterfly. Laura, thanks for joining me today. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me, Drew. Absolutely. So as always, um, our goal with Money Not Math conversations is to provide value to those who take the time to listen or watch our conversations. Um, today, I'm grateful to have Laura here to share her experience with um, not only herself personally, but professionally and her business, Social Butterfly, and hopefully you get value from it too. Um, Laura, I'm guessing most people who live in the Thiefer Falls area, or at least a lot, know who you are. But for those who don't, who might watch from other places, would you give us just a little introduction about yourself? Sure. So my name is Laura Stengrim, like Drew mentioned, and I am the executive director of Visit Thief River Falls. So that's my full-time job. And I also own this social media management company called Social Butterfly, and that's my side business. And so that's kind of what we're here to talk about today. Um, but I have been living here in the community for 12 years, actually, my first year on the job. I commuted, commuted, excuse me, commuted. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> we'll get there. Words are hard. I yes. do it all the time. Yes. <laughs> From my hometown of Grigla. And so I have lived around Northwest Minnesota for most of my life. I did actually go to UND in Grand Forks for college. And so I was there from 03 to 07. I was a communication major and I had an emphasis in public relations and graduated there, went on to Minneapolis. And so I lived there for just a short time before making my way back here. So um, yeah, been involved in the community, love living here, love working here. And it's been so fun to get a little bit more involved with our businesses, um, kind of more in depth, I guess, through this new business that I've started. Absolutely. So very ironic. Um, I did not, I, I either did not know or I forgot that you lived in Minneapolis for a while. Um, almost identical story as mine of moving down there, moving back, which is funny. So yeah. quick question, what kind of brought you down there and brought you back? Yeah. So, you know, growing up in Grigla, it's a small town population, 230 people, graduated with 18 people in my class. I mean, grew up on a farm. And so it was like small town living at its finest. And I remember thinking, okay, I'm going to go to UND. So excited about that. Loved, loved going to college there. Um, but I, I just had this dream of moving to Minneapolis after college. And then I told all my friends that that was the closest I was ever going to live again. <laughs> and I was never going to come back. <laughs> and so, you know, my next stop was going to be, who knows, LA. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. That's funny. And um, so I went down, I moved actually the day after graduation. And luckily my brother and sister-in-law lived down there. Actually, excuse me, they moved down there okay. um, at the same time as, as I did. And so they were gracious enough to let me live with them. Um, and I wanted to work for a PR firm okay. desperately. That was my dream job. Um, I mean, that's sort of what I went to college for is advertising, but also PR. And I quickly realized that all the big PR firms required you to be an unpaid intern for several months before yeah. they'd even consider you as an actual employee. And, you know, as a poor kid <laughs> right out of college, that was not going to work. You and couldn't so, free living everywhere? <laughs> well, I mean, I was, I was getting some free living um, <laughs> at the time with my brother and sister-in-law, but it wasn't you right. know, going to be long-term. Yeah. So I, I did find a job. Um, I worked downtown Minneapolis at a title insurance company called okay. Old Republic Title. I worked in their human resources department just as an admin assistant. And it was just a job. It was just something that could pay the bills. Um, but I quickly realized that I cared more about family and friends 
um, in particular, you know, family, grandparents, that kind of thing. Then I did the big city living. It was like, I was finding myself coming back to this area and, um, you know, anniversary parties for grandparents and, you know, second birthday parties for nieces and nephews or, you know, whatever the case may be. And so I ended up moving to Fargo actually kind of shortly after being in the cities. And cause I thought I'm not going to come all the way back. Cause that would kind of feel like failure in a way. <laughs> I mean, truly that's, that's sort of what I felt. Right. Um, so I lived in, in Fargo for about eight months mm-hmm. and I worked at a real estate company and um, I did administrative assistant work there as well. I was hoping to get into marketing and I was kind of inching my way closer, I think. Um, but I ended up moving back home um, just due to some, um, a family member had some health issues. Okay. And so I decided to move back home in, let's see, February, 2008. And I got this job in May, 2008. And I mean, I've truly been just loving it ever since. It felt like it was really the right move for me and um, just the right place. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. I, um, I am not a psychology expert, but it is absolutely amazing to me how like now that we're a little old, older, psychoanalyzing our younger selves, yeah. I absolutely had that same ego, like insecurity <laughs> of what are my friends going to think yeah. that I'm moving home? Like, yeah. what are people going to say? Like, who cares? Right. I, know. I love living here. I'm pride. I'm very proud that I live here now. Um, it is so funny I, thinking about how we used to think and it doesn't, most of it didn't matter. Well, and the priorities that you have right. when you're graduating high school and then even when you're graduating college. And I mean, your dreams are very important and your mm-hmm. dreams are real. And I think that chasing them is very important, but there's something that happens when you get into the real world and things start to click and you start to realize what is really important. And for me, it was family absolutely, and being close. To thanks family and friends. That. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Now yeah. that you live here uh, and you've been here since 2008, you said, are you married? Do you have kids? If you don't yes. mind me asking and you don't mind sharing. Absolutely. Yep. So I'm married. Um, I've been with my husband, Jeff. We've been actually together for 10 years, okay. married for six. Yes. Um, and so we have two kids. My stepdaughter, Gwen, is 18. Um, and then we have a 15-month-old little boy named Miller. Okay. And so kind of a little, little gap there, but... Yeah. They both keep us busy in different ways. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So it's really fun. 15 month old. Okay. So again, another, another detail that I'm sure I knew one point, but forgot, but did you know that my daughter's 15 months old too? No. Okay. Yeah. What in the world? Yes. August, when is she's an August 20th birthday. Oh my goodness. Miller's August 26th. Oh my. Okay. So I don't know if we have a time with that, but that is ironic. That is very ironic. All right. So in- we're like twins here. We didn't even know it. <laughs> very similar stories. Um, before we get into the business stuff and kind of more serious stuff, just a little bit, one, one more personal question. What do you like to do for fun? What do you like to do for fun around here or yeah. not around here? Some people just love to travel, but yeah, some people like to stay around home. Well, you know, my full-time job is in tourism and, um, you know, it's, it's interesting because I market Thief River Falls to attract overnight visitors mm-hmm. here. Um, so I love Thief River Falls and my husband and I love to go to all of our events that are held here. I mean, we truly do love frequenting our businesses and restaurants. Um, but we also love to travel as well. It's kind of a passion of ours. And then, um, just spending time with family and friends. I also really love like interior design is one of my big passions and hobbies personally. And so spend time doing that as well, just on my, my, in my spare time when I'm not working on social media. (laughs) (laughs) 
is that's also a hobby yes, and a passion. Absolutely. You and my yeah. wife get along well. Whenever she says, <laughs> look at what I found on Pinterest, I just think, uh, oh, because I'm sure it's a project Yes, of some sort for our home. So getting back to the business a little bit, um, I, I, I'm not a social media expert. I'm not a social media marketer as far as my, by trade, but I genuinely believe it's one of the most valuable skills or something that should be hired out for any and all business owners. Yeah. Um, I think, I think social media and online marketing is the absolute future of business. Um, and so I hope people who watch this, especially business owners take that seriously, because it may not be today where you get your clients, but it definitely will be where you get them in the future, in my opinion. Um, so now that I've expressed my opinion, you know, tell us a little bit about your business. What do you, what is it? Um, who do you do it for? Things like that. Or what do you want people to know about what you do? Yeah. So like I mentioned earlier, my full-time job is the executive director of Visit Thief River Falls. And I've been doing that for 13 years. I am, um, or I should say, we are the marketing organization for Thief River Falls. Mm-hmm. We attract visitors here. We do so in a variety of ways. So digital marketing, social media marketing, print. Um, we still do some radio, a lot of video now. But a couple years ago, it really occurred to me that there was an opportunity to help our local businesses, in particular small businesses, with their social media efforts. Mm -hmm. And it was a conversation that me and my husband had actually when we were thinking about having a baby in the near future. And so just as a, a, a short story, you know, we, we really felt that kind of in two ways, you know, I knew that I had an unpaid maternity leave with this, with this position. So I needed to find a way to make some extra money. Mm -hmm. And we thought, you know, what could that be? You know, there's a lot of ways. And of course, saving is not really um, as fun as making. (laughs) Sorry, Drew, he's going to cringe. That's okay. I just need our table a little bit there. That's okay. Um, So, you know, I just thought, what would be an opportunity for me to have a side business that could make a little bit of money that could fund my maternity leave? And I was hoping to take a 12-week maternity leave. And um, my husband was the one that actually thought of this idea. And, you know, in a lot of large cities, there are several businesses that offer social media marketing or, excuse me, social media management. No, I just hit the table. Um, (laughs) And so... You know, and actually ad agencies in a lot of large cities have this as one of their components as well that they would offer to their clients or their businesses that they work with. But um, I thought, you know, here in Thief River Falls, we don't have any ad agencies. Um, And I felt that there was a big opportunity for for a business like this. So I started this business called Social Butterfly. Mm -hmm. It is a social media management company and I provide social media marketing and management services. And so, um, you know, it filled the need for me financially, but it also is filling the need in the community um, to really fulfill the, the gap that I think is created by uh, well, right now it's even worse than ever, but the lack of employees, the lack of time. I mean, if you think of a small business owner, let's just, let's just use a retail store for an example. A lot of our owners are working there from morning till night, Right. Yeah. working their fingers to the bone. They're doing everything. They're doing all the ordering. They're, they're working out on the floor. Um, they're owners and operators. Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. And, and they're trying their best to fill their positions with, 
you know, um, customer service reps or whoever sales reps to, to help their customers. But in some cases right now, they're having trouble with that. So mm -hmm. if I could be there to fill that gap for them and take one component of their business off their shoulders to hopefully help them be more successful and make some, um, make extra money, increase their sales, um, get their products online in a way that, um, you know, some of our larger businesses are great with e-commerce and having their products on their website, even selling their products on social media. But some of our smaller businesses might not even have a website. Right. And so for those in particular, I thought, I got to help them. You know, this is something that I can really do and I can do so in my spare time on my lunch break, in the evenings, um, weekends. And really it's something that I, I enjoy um, and I, I find fulfillment in. So it's been really fun. Absolutely. So you covered a lot there and I appreciate that a lot uh, to kind of clarify it. If I was going to become your client, what does that process look like? I mean, are you, you coming into my store and you, you'll look at all of my products and upload them on the website. I mean, are you creating content for future posting? I mean, yeah. what does that process look like if, if I was potentially a new client of yours? Sure. So I wish that I could do more. Um, like you talked about the first part of your question was more so e-commerce and uploading onto website. I am not able to provide that service. Okay. That would be a little bit more on the e-commerce side and more web development, okay. um, which is a little bit, or I'll just say a lot more time consuming. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's something I do web web updates, like we were talking about a little earlier um, as a part of my full-time job, but I have not offered that service okay. as a part of this business. Just too time consuming. It is. Okay. And so right now I have kept my, my, my business services very streamlined. And so okay. what that entails is when I say social media marketing, yep. um, let's just say that I started you as a new client. Mm -hmm. um, what I would do is I would meet with you, figure out your goals for your social media page. And right now I basically offer services for Facebook and Instagram. Those okay. are the top two um, social media platforms for small businesses in the marketing, the field of marketing. So you could choose one or both. Okay. And what I would do is create a, we have a kind of an onboarding checklist. And so I figure out your goals. I figure out the product or service that you are looking to promote. Um, and then I come by, usually if it's a local business, I come by once a week. And so it's usually a predetermined time. Um, so whether it's noon on a Monday or it's five o'clock on a Tuesday and we go through and whether, let's just say it's a retail store, yep. um, that's a really easy example. I go through and I take photos of the products and then I create all the content okay. that will be posted that week. And so I give a minimum of four to six posts per week um, per page. And so the contracts are a monthly contract. Mm -hmm. um, and so you can re-up each month or you can sign a you know, six month or a year contract. Um, in, a, in a business like yours, you know, financial management, yep. your services are not something that I can come in and just take a photo of. <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> a so, so it'd be a little bit different, right. but I've worked with, with clients that have, have more so, um, well, I'll just give you some examples of some of the clients that I've worked with. So I started out 
working with Purdy's shoe store and mm-hmm. they have been one of my um, most, the long-term client okay. that I have. Um, so actually still work with Trevor at Purdy's. I worked with Diamonds and Designs and managed both their Facebook and Instagram for about nine months. Um, Budget Electronics. So those are all retail stores. I also worked with the Thief River Falls Area Community Theater. So that was a little bit different where they don't, they're not a retail store where it's not like a tangible product. You know, they're, their theater productions are an experience mm-hmm. to promote. And so that was actually so much fun. I was able to actually promote their performances ahead of time um, by way of being at their dress rehearsals. I mean, I would give, I would actually interview their actors ahead of time and put some things out on, on their page, kind of teasing the different performances that they had coming up or their productions and then be there, like I said, at dress rehearsals to take photos and create graphics and, and that kind of thing. Um, and then, you know, once the production opens, right. my job is kind of done because yeah. usually the tickets are sold and, and that's it. I've also worked with a uh, precision agriculture okay. business in um, they're kind of near Warren. It's called Driven Precision. Okay. And that was a really unique and fun experience as well. You know, I grew up on a farm, mm-hmm. so I do know about, about agriculture, but it was a whole new world promoting products that, um, again, I wasn't there to just take a photo of. I mean, right. I was working very closely with the owner, but we were doing so just over text and email. Okay. Um, so he did not ask me to come there and meet with him. We mm-hmm. just did everything over the phone or email. Um, and this is kind of crazy. I still haven't met him. And, <laughs> and we, we had a wonderful working relationship. We worked together for months and months. I mean, he is sort of um, taking over now and okay. And he is operating and managing his own page, which I think is fantastic. Um, You know, and that, that happens. I mean, Diamonds and Designs, same thing. We had a great working relationship, but now she's got a couple staff there, Leanne, um, who are comfortable doing what I did. And I, like I said, when Falls Under 40 was um, gracious enough to ask me to be a presenter at, at a recent Lunch and Learn, I basically ended the presentation by saying, I truly feel that the best case scenario is that the business owner or an employee manage their social media. Right. I know that's not the best business plug for me, <laughs> but I really do believe right. that because you are there, you know your business more than anyone or better than anyone else mm-hmm. does. Your employees are there 40 hours per week. Right. Um, I want to provide a service if those options are not ideal or they're sort of um, not something that is consistent enough, right. you know, maybe you have more part-time employees that mm-hmm. there's just not someone that, you know, the employer or the uh, right. owner can trust doing that or, or the longevity isn't there, whatever. Um, or just there isn't interest by the employees. Absolutely. Not interest or knowledge. I right. mean, that's the thing that I think that I bring to this, to the table far and, a, far and above anything else is the knowledge on social media. You know, I feel really fortunate to have been in my position here with Visit Thief River Falls for 13 years. And my board has sent me to multiple, I can't even count, dozens of marketing trainings and Mm -hmm. different conferences to stay up on trends. Um, And so, you know, I'm using some of those skills and some of that knowledge um, now in my personal business. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't remember the exact 
uh, phrasing, but it's that people are, I mean, as a professional, people are basically, they're not necessarily just, just paying you for the experience you're, you're providing today, but the, all the expertise you're providing from the experience, uh, previous experiences, they don't have to go through. Yeah. Right. The lessons they don't have to learn because you've already had, you've already learned them. Yeah. Um, but I, I think that's actually really cool that you're willing to um, be honest about you're not coming in saying you have to work with everyone. In fact, you're happy to hand them to work with someone short term yes. and then teach them how to do it themselves. 100%. Um, and by the way, I forgot to say this earlier, Social Butterfly, very catchy name. Well, thank play, you. Well played there. <laughs> uh, I think that's really cool. So Thanks. with that, do you, you know, do you look at it and think to yourself, do you, or sorry, do you do a like recap analysis? My words aren't coming to me. Do you do a market analysis of the work you've already done to show the increase or decrease sales or the increased traffic and things like that on people's pages? Yes. I had a tough time getting that question up. Hopefully the question's <laughs> clear. Yeah. Basically, do you do like a analysis to show the people you're working with yep. the impact of the work you're doing? Absolutely. So I use current or past clients and the success and growth of their pages to entice or basically um, mm -hmm. try to sell or, or sign up new clients. Absolutely. Right. Um, sometimes I will leave those pages or those clients, um, information more anonymous. Of course, um, yes. some of them don't mind me sharing and, mm -hmm. but I'll always ask them ahead of time. Um, so like Trevor Swanson at Purdy's has been so gracious to let me, you know, use him as, as a way to promote my services. And, and he's always been able to give me different quotes to use and things like that. I mean, he's been just such a fantastic client to work with. So, um, you know, I don't have the numbers right now on his page growth, but it, it was exponential, mm -hmm. um, you know, especially right away in the beginning. And this is something that we may be getting to a little bit later, but I offer some paid ads actually okay. as kind of an introductory offer to show what putting a little bit of money behind um, some of your posts can mm -hmm. really do. And so um, that's where you'll see some of the, the big growth is, is when you put some money behind posts. Right. And so um, paying me monthly is keeping the page consistent and keeping the posts out in front of the audience that you currently Absolutely. have, um, where I feel like it's, it's something to always keep in mind for our business owners and anyone that has social media pages to um, have a social media budget on your own. Course, and, yeah. you know, I have like with the precision agriculture company that I've worked with um, a couple months, all he wanted me to do was manage his ads because he was putting his posts out himself. Okay. But he said, you know, I'm not real comfortable with the ad side of it mm -hmm. where it's a lot of detail. I and mean, if you've never done it, the age, yeah. I mean, age, demographic, yep. gender, there's so many different ways to target. It's crazy. Absolutely. So that was something that um, for, you know, a different rate, a, a little bit of a lower rate, I was able to just manage those ads for him. And, okay. and so that was that was an enjoyable experience as well. Definitely. So you're obviously very flexible in what you're willing to do for your clients. Do you have like an ideal client that if you could, maybe it's not easy because there's so many different types of clients, but if you could just say all of my clients look like this and I would, and it would be just super perfect yeah. fit. Mm -hmm. Do you know what that, what that looks like or is it easy to explain? Yeah. You know, like I've mentioned, I've worked with a lot of different types of businesses, but I would say for this particular service that I offer, the best fit and the most seamless partnership mm -hmm. is with a retail store. Okay. Because um, the products that they have to promote are really endless. Mm -hmm. And I really enjoy, I mean, one of my hobbies 
I didn't even mention the shopping copy <laughs> that I have. Um, <laughs> but I mean, when I get to go in and, and put items together, I mean, at Purdy's and do flat lays with, you know, different outfits and the combinations that I can put together. It's such a creative outlet for me that I enjoy that part mm-hmm. almost as much as I enjoy the posting and the interacting with the, the customers on right. their pages, because I, I will also interact with, with the comments as well, if they're more general. Mm-hmm. Um, that's another part of my service, just as a side note, you know, if someone's asking what size does this boot come in, you know, or do you have a nine? <laughs> um, I'll leave that up to the owner course, to respond to, but um, if it's more general, I really enjoy that communication Absolutely. as well and keeping keeping that um, consistent communication. Which is so important because as we all know, anything you're passionate about, you're going to be better at yeah. and you're more likely to do it for long-term. Um, do you, so most of your clients are local. Yes. Do you prefer it that way? Do you require people to be local or are you open to working with people outside of the local area? Like yeah. for example, let's say someone from, Bismarck, North Dakota calls because they got a strong referral or watch our conversation. Yeah. Um, is that something you're open to or what does that look like yeah. in, in your business? Definitely open to anyone um, from anywhere. The only real requirement is if, if it's a business that is not local, their products really need to be online in okay. some way. So on their website, um, another client that I have right now is Thebert's car dealership in okay. Red Lake Falls. Yep. And yep. so luckily, you know, they have, their in- inventory on their mm-hmm. website. And so I'm able to actually pull a vehicle every day and showcase that vehicle, say a little something about it in the caption. If I didn't have access to that, um, it would possibly, I mean, I'd have to really crunch the numbers to make sure that it was worth my time right. for the drive. Um, you know, Red Lake Falls is only 20 miles away, but still Both that could get to be a little yeah. bit much for, uh, yeah, every week. Um, but, you know, locally, I really can go in and spend that time um, with the the products, with the business owner. Um, another store that I have right now as a client is Poopsie's Unique okay. Boutique. Yep. Um, but, but she has a little bit of a different schedule um, where she's not open every day of the week. So her and I actually get together every two weeks. Okay. And so, you know, I don't even need to go in once a week if that's too much. You know, I can go in twice a week or else, like in Thiebert's case, I actually... I don't go at all um, unless we are doing like a three-month recap or something where I'll put together a report and I want to sit down with the owner and the sales sales guy that I work with there and go through the results and the performance of the Mm -hmm. the page. But so that would be the only requirement if a client was outside the area. Okay. And when you're working with a client, let's say I'm your client for hypothetical purposes, what's the most important things you require of me? you know, for just to throw things out there, yeah. stay out of the way or communicate clearly or, you know, providing updates of the products. Or, yeah. you know, what does that look like um, from your point of view? Because, you know, any business owner knows we've had clients that aren't easy to work with. So <laughs> yeah. what is like the, the clients that are really easy and like um, smooth to work with? What does that, what are they like to you? The smoothest, yeah. So the smoothest process is just when I know the expectations that the client has and how involved you want to be okay. um, so that, I know exactly what you're expecting from me and that you know what I'm expecting from you. Um, I'm all about communication. That was my major, you know? (laughs) Um, I think that 
initially, you know, when we sit down with a, when I sit down, excuse me, with a brand new client, we go through the checklist and there are a lot of questions. One of them is what is your preferred method of communication? And you have to tell me, do you want me to call you, email you, or text you? And do you know that with all three of my clients right now, they're all three different. Interesting. And so that is so great for me to know. And I have to know that because I'm not going to name names, but if I send a text to one of my clients, they're not going to respond. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so, um, and that's fine, but I just have to know that. And then I also really enjoy um, just knowing how much they want me to take ownership of what's being promoted. Right. So some clients that I've had have said, you go for it, whatever you want to promote. I trust you you know, and have at it Mm -hmm. where some say some are kind of more in the middle and they say, they say that, but yet they'll say, Oh, and by the way, we've got this sale going on this week, just so you know, maybe throw a few posts of that in. Um, or I've had clients in the past where it's, um, very, very detailed on what they want me to promote. So I need to be aware of that just so that we maintain a real positive working relationship. I think it's cool. You're flexible though. Yeah, you know, oh, it's yeah. not like just you're only accepting of one way and, and it works, you know, in some ways, but it's cool that you're flexible so you can take on different types of people because we know all of us are different types of communicators. Oh, yes. I, know I, I can <laughs> rub people the song, wrong way sometimes for being a very direct communicator, um, <laughs> but that's just, you know, we all have our, pro, our, our strengths and weaknesses. Um, yeah. You know, so you've been in business for about two years now. I forget the month you said you started. Yes, November. November. Exactly. So exactly two years. Congratulations. Yes, thank you. What is the uh, greatest or biggest finan- uh, lessons you've learned both from a, just a business owner standpoint, but also this is money, not math, but so from mm-hmm. a financial standpoint? Yeah. You know, I would say <clears throat> with, when I really sat down with my husband and had this conversation about starting a side business, it was very serious to us. Um, because the time that I have with my family, I've said this several times is very important to me. Um, I did not want to start a business or look for a side job that would take me away from my family. So it had to be something that I could do, like knowing that I was going to have a baby who would hopefully go to sleep, you know, around seven thirty, eight o'clock. And hopefully sleep through the night. Yeah. <laughs> Still working on that one, but, um, <laughs> It had to be something that I could do after that, you know, and actually my husband works the early shift at DigiKey. And so he goes to bed around the same time as my son Miller. And so, you know, that was the key to this is like, okay, if they're in bed by eight o'clock, I've got a couple hours in the evenings where instead of wasting my time, you know, channel surfing or whatever, I can actually put some productivity, you know, toward my business and actually be making some money. So um, it had to be something that my, uh, my time was really structured. And then it had to be something that had really low overhead costs. You know, there's a lot of side businesses that people start with selling products, you know, whether it's right now health and wellness products, yeah. very important. Or clothes. You know, I see, I know yeah, a lot of people yeah. starting Zaya and Absolutely. different things like that. Young yeah. living essential oils and things yes. like that. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, and it's all great. I think, you know, there's nothing wrong with any of that. And I think that there's, it's obviously um, something that there could be some great success with or else people wouldn't, it wouldn't be so popular, you know? Um, But just to make sure that there are low overhead costs, Mm -hmm. you know, like when we sit down with our tax 
uh, or our accountant at tax time. And they say, you know, what are your overhead costs? And I show her this <laughs> and that's the honest to God truth. Right. This is my overhead expense. Right. Um, it's pretty awesome. Absolutely. And so that, that is really, um, been important for us. And then I think just from the kind of overall, I was thinking about this, you know, when you sent me, um, some of these questions ahead of time, (laughs) (laughs) you know, my, my biggest advice is I, I feel when you're offering a service or any type of a product that might be kind of new Mm -hmm. to people, um, because this two years ago, even, I mean, in this area, this was new. Um, It still may be new to some people who wouldn't ever think about hiring somebody to do this. Mm -hmm. Give them your reasons why, but also give them um, some great introductory offers. You know, I think that I felt strongly that I had to give, I had to put some skin in the game to give them something to show them how serious I was about wanting them to succeed. So that um, goes back to the introductory offer that I mentioned earlier, you know, instead of just saying, okay, I'm going to come in and I'm going to manage your page with the current followers you have now and, you know, expect them to see exponential growth. That is just not realistic. Mm -hmm. Um, With social media marketing and the way that Facebook and Instagram in particular have gotten. And I mean, YouTube is, is not far behind and they're actually getting to be a lot like this as well. They want businesses to pay to play. Yeah. Organic marketing is, or free for those it's, who aren't. Yeah. It's, it's getting harder and harder. It's sure. sort of a thing of the past. Yeah. I mean, we used to think in the beginning, wow, Facebook was a, is a free platform that we can promote our business mm-hmm. on. Doesn't take anything but our time. That's just not the case. But it doesn't take a lot of money either. So, you know, with my my business in particular, I decided that for the first two months, I would give $50 out of my own uh, money, yeah, <laughs> my own yeah, wage yeah. or rate. Um, so $100 total mm-hmm. toward Facebook or Instagram ads, whichever platform they were on yeah. to actually promote their page. Because I really want businesses to be able to see from the beginning what putting a little bit of money toward promoting their page would actually do for their follower count. Right. And um, that has been really fun to, to open up their eyes to, yeah. you know, and then that has really helped some of my clients then continue that mm-hmm. on their own down mm-hmm. the road. So to kind of recap, make sure I heard everything correctly um, from financial lessons you've learned, it's find something that you can fit within your schedule, but also your core values, right? I yeah. think we haven't really touched on it specifically, yeah but I know you've mentioned family a few times as being a core value of yours. Yep. So making sure you can find something that you do that fits within your, within your life, but also your core values. You don't want to sacrifice you know, your core values to make extra money unless you absolutely are desperately to do so. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing you mentioned was try to make sure you manage your overhead costs, mm-hmm. right? That's absolutely accurate. I, I know a lot important. of, I know it's, it's, I, I've met with and know of a lot of businesses that their gross profit is massive but they have so many expensive that their net profit is so minuscule. Mm-hmm. And it's, and then it, you know, it's, I don't know, I don't want to describe how they feel, but it's really unfortunate that you can put that much work into making such little amount of money. Yeah. Um, and then those are the two lessons I think you said, right. That you've learned primarily. Yep. Or was there another one that you mentioned? I'd say those are the two main lessons. And then, um, you know, giving the financial part of it 
the advice part. The advice part yep, was yep. sort of giving an offer, putting some of your own skin right. in the game, Absolutely. Um, showing them the the um, success that they could have mm -hmm. um, with a little bit of their own budget. Right. That it's it's not all going to be like hiring me for social media management of your page isn't going to be the only way to skyrocket your followers mm -hmm. and to get more people to like your page. What it's going to do is it's going to keep your followers um, consistently seeing your posts and keep your followers as loyal supporters of your brand or your, right. your business. Um, but it won't necessarily encourage or um, get new followers right. without some budget for it. And that's just the way of Facebook or social media marketing now yeah. these days. I love that because I, I feel like sometimes um, from my observation, businesses and um, business owners are so focused on squeezing as much blood out of the rock as they can, mm -hmm. each individual rock, that they actually miss out on opportunity um, by just serving as many people as there are, like not as many, but more people. Yeah. Uh, they try to get as much money out of each person. And you're doing the opposite by saying, look, I'm willing to put my own skin in the game to show you it works. Yeah. And if you decide to continue to work with me, great. And, and I think that's, I think that's really cool. And it's smart to kind of reverse it where, like you said, you're putting an investment investment up front of your time and money with the hope that they continue working with you rather than basically saying, or structuring in a way that you make as much money as possible regardless. Yeah. Cause it needs to be a partnership moving forward mm -hmm. and, you know, not to say that traditional forms of media and advertising isn't successful, but when you would step back and look at $50 a month toward Facebook ads and compare that with maybe some other types of media um, advertising that you've just always committed to in the past, mm -hmm what is the return on investment comparison? Right. And I think that's just really important to look at. And, you know, not to say that you're not reaching the same amount of people because you truly could be yeah. with traditional forms of media, but Facebook is showing you it's tangible. Mm -hmm. You are literally seeing those analytics in the back end on yeah. the reporting. And I show you all that as well. So at the end of the two months, I print out all the reports. We go over them um, very much in depth. So you can actually see how your page has grown um, cool. throughout the end of that, That's that cool. period. And you didn't say it directly as a, as a lesson, but I feel like I've heard it enough times and I agree with it that I'm going to, I'm going to throw out the word consistency. Yeah. Um, I know you mentioned it earlier and you just said a few times there, the how important is the consistency of posting compared to, let's say, hitting it hard for a week, taking three months off, hitting oh, it hard boy. for a week, taking three months off. Can you speak <laughs> to that a little bit? Yeah. The consistency is key on social media. I mean, like I mentioned at that lunch and learn that I spoke at a couple of weeks ago or month or whatever, <laughs> what is time? <laughs> I um, have no idea. Honestly, I know it was a lot warmer. <laughs> yeah. It was warmer that day. <laughs> You know, social media marketing is all about building relationships. And I think the only way that you can do that and build solid relationships mm -hmm. in real life and also on social media is by consistently showing up and having conversations, having meaning, meaningful um, content or communication, mm -hmm. you know, whether the case, you know, if it's with a friend or with <laughs> your social media friend. Right, right, um, right. And so your followers, just think of it this way. I mean, the followers or the people who like your page they are looking for your posts. Right. They are waiting for them. If they don't see your posts, they think, did they close? What is going on? You know, they, there's 
something about, you know, having that show up, even if they're not hitting the like button or they're not commenting or sharing, they're seeing that. And the consistency of that um, gets your brand or your uh, product embedded into their mind. And it may make them actually think of you first when they need a pair of shoes right. or, you know, some financial planning. Help. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's amazing. And I can share a personal story of failure on that. Um, I was very, so going all the way back, I started money, not math conversations, I believe in November, 2019, I believe no wait, 2018. I'm, I'm confused now. Anyways. <laughs> and the reason why is because I was talking about forever and how important it would be to just start doing a podcast and videos and things like that. And my wife, basically called me on and said, if you're going to talk about it, go out and do it, which I, I love her for that because <laughs> she's willing to pull, call my bull crap once in a while. But I was doing it very consistently, almost daily for my first 90 or so episodes. And I noticed that the, the, the viewing and the, the interactions was going up and very consistent. And then it's like when COVID hit, I just like got sidetracked mm-hmm. and I just stopped doing it. And then I started picking back up again in the last few weeks. But I've noticed that like the numbers are significantly lower than where I left off. Yeah. So you, so I definitely learned the hard way, the lesson of consistency with social media. So I appreciate you sharing that with us. Um, did you have another thought on that? Well, I just think that your either what you want to call them, your clients, your customers, your fans, your followers, right. they may find other ways or other um, entities to fill mm-hmm. that void that yep. you filled um, in those times where you're mm-hmm. taking time off. And yeah. so that's kind of another message of how critical the consistency right. is. It's amazing how quickly we build new habits. Mm-hmm. Um, quick, easy example. I believe every single major sports uh, um, league is down in viewership because basically during, I think during yeah. COVID people just found other things to do, whether it's Netflix or going outside for a walk, whatever it is. Yeah. It seems like people just kind of got used to not having them. Um, so anyways, uh, coming back, what, you know, whether it's business, personal, you can answer this however you want, but what in your, what in your, what is your definition of being successful? So I would say client retention is okay. my definition. I think in this day and age, especially you mentioned mm-hmm. COVID, I think that everyone's budgets are very tight. So I'm not out to bring in a whole load of new clients. Okay. That's not my goal right now. I want to retain the clients that I have right now. I have three um, very consistent clients and that is a really good number for me okay. um, just from a time perspective. I I know that I could bring on a couple extra and, and that might be a goal for next year. But um, right now it's retaining the ones I have, making sure that those relationships are very strong, mm-hmm. making sure those clients are happy with the service that I'm providing. Mm-hmm. Um, and just building on that and, and seeing, you know, growth in their sales is, is my success. You know, when I can hear that, um, I mean, it's so much fun to hear that someone came into a store to buy the item that I posted that day only because they saw it on Facebook yeah. and they can't wait to come in and snag it. Absolutely. You know, it's just, it feels so good. And it's mm-hmm. just, it's immediate gratification. Right. And it just makes everything that I'm doing um, worthwhile. Right. And it's just, the, it's the whole reason. It's it, just helping those businesses right. get their product off the shelf and online right. because that's where people are. That's right. where they're looking. Right. Um, and not just on the internet, but social media. Absolutely. I mean, it, it, it validates the value you're providing and 
in the world of Amazon that we live in, yeah. it gives, I, I, I personally believe that it gives people a better chance of competing because I know that I, I try to shop local, but sometimes Brittany and I will be driving back to Grand Forks since like we forgot to buy something, just order from Amazon. Yeah. Right. But if you can go online and see Tough. what's at Ace too, it's a little, it's maybe you're more likely to buy local rather than going to Amazon if you can actually see it. Absolutely. I think that's one of the biggest barriers to entry that we're seeing in the age today is people are so used to getting information now that if they look and they, they're not sure rather than driving yeah. to go see if it, they'll just, they'll just go look online somewhere else. I so I think, again, the value you're providing, I think is just absolutely important to every business, mm -hmm. but especially those who don't already have it. Um, and you alluded to a little bit there, but where do you want to see your business grow to in five, let's say five years from now? Sure. Where would you like to see your business? So I'd really like to retain my current clients. That's number one for me. That's my number one goal. I think that um, I need to sit down and, and kind of decide how much bigger I want to get. Mm -hmm. um, if you check me out on Facebook at Social Butterfly, um, you'll see that I don't do a ton of promoting my own business. I don't know if I've ever seen it, actually. <laughs> hey, you better go and like it. <laughs> but, um, you know, that's not something that I do a whole lot of because I feel very comfortable with my current client load mm -hmm. um, and the current time commitment that I have right now. But I think, you know, in the future, um, it'd be so fun to add maybe you know, a few more clients, maybe even bring on a part-time employee okay. or even an intern or something like that. Um, but truly my heart still really lies with my full-time job. Um, and so I want to be sure to, to mention that because, you know, even when I started this business, I, I went in front of my board and I said, you know, here's what I'm thinking about doing. I don't think it's going to be conflict of interest, but I want, wanted them to know that I still really enjoy what I do. Mm -hmm. And, and I work here, this is my office building here at the Carnegie library. And I love it. Mm -hmm. I feel so fortunate to have this job that at this point I could never imagine, you know, this business right. becoming my full-time yeah. job. Um, that was never what it, the goal was. Yeah. And so right now it's still just wonderful the way it is as a side okay. business. And so life is good kind of right. the way it is. So from a time perspective, because as we know, you value your family first and foremost, and you don't want to sacrifice your time with them. But, you know, if you were to have five local business owners that you just wanted to work with, come work with you, you know, how many more people would you have to take on where you would have to bring on someone else? Because it would just be too much of your time. Um, you, know, yeah. you know, we know you don't want to take away time from your family. We know you don't yeah. want to leave your full-time job. So how many more clients do you think you would be able to take on before needing to hire someone part-time or an intern? You know, honestly, that's a good question. I, I haven't really thought of that. Um, you know, I'd say it would have to be over double. Okay. You know, I think that um, <clears throat> I've thought about three is a good number. It's, it's a real comfortable number. But mm -hmm. I mean, just recently I had a fourth client mixed in for about a month or so, which that didn't it wasn't a big deal. It mm -hmm. was, it was short term. So it was kind of like, it didn't take away a bunch of extra time. Um, but you know, maybe if I'm getting up into the seven, eight, 10 range, you know, that might, that might, um, require some extra help, right. just some extra hands on deck, but I guess we cross that bridge when we get there. Right. So it'll be a good problem to have one day. Yes. Um, yes. I just, it's always, it's impossible to know for sure because every client's different size, but I, it's just kind of curiosity. Yeah. 
Um, so I absolutely appreciate your time. I could talk forever, but I don't want to take up more time than I promised you, yeah. which I'm already getting close to doing, but <laughs> is there anything about yourself or your business that we haven't talked about yet or haven't covered yet that you think would be, that you'd like to share with our listeners and or watchers today, whoever joins our conversation? You know, I would just say to check me out on Facebook, um, social butterfly again is my business name. And I have a page on Facebook that has my rate information. It has some of the, um, examples of my work. And once in a while I post or share, I should say, um, some of my posts from my current clients. And so you'll see some of my current clients there and you'll be able to follow their pages and sort of mm -hmm. follow along the work that I do to see if maybe, you know, I would be a good fit. All of my contact information is there as well. Okay. So if you have any questions as far as, um, you know, things that maybe I didn't cover today, I'd be happy to, to answer those or um, just have a conversation with you. Perfect. Thank you very much. That was actually my last question was going to be, what is the best way to, to get in contact with you or watch your content? So is Facebook yeah. the number one? It is. Okay. Yep. Yep. Perfect. And that's got all my, it's got my personal cell phone, email, um, all of that and the rate, rate information. So um, that's the best way. Perfect. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Laura. I really do appreciate it. And for those of you who take the time to watch or listen, whether it's podcast or video, um, thank you so much for taking the time to do so. Uh, we really do appreciate it. Um, please direct message me or comment with any questions or thoughts that you had regarding the conversation. If they're for me, I'll answer them. If they're for Laura, I'll forward them to her and have her either reach out to you directly or let me know and I'll get back to you. Um, and as always, if you have any future requests for Money Not Math conversations, or if you'd like to be a guest on a conversation, um, please let us know and I hope you have a great rest of your day. Thanks. Bye.